Broker, CEO, Brooks and Davis, real estate firm, realtor, plus business coach. Excited to be here with another phenomenal interview, another phenomenal guest. Uh, this young lady uh, used to be a member of the Brooks and Davis real estate firm family. Uh, then she made a couple of transitions. And now that she's back, we're excited to have her back. And I'm excited to have her as a guest on our podcast, beautiful lady. So, Miss Linda, I'm bringing to the stage Miss Linda Chapman. How you doing, Linda? I'm excellent. Hi, everybody. <laughs> All right. So now, as we get started, I want everybody to know, as y'all can see, I have my chat open. So, if you have any questions for Linda, you want to post to her, any comments, just go ahead and put them in the chat, uh, and I can see it. Uh, and you can also be a part of the dialogue. All right, so Linda, before we get started, a lot of times we have people give their social media handles and things like that. Do you spend time on social media or can people connect with you on social media that may find you interesting? Uh, I am so old school. That's <laughs> why that's why I'm depending on Michael G. Davis to bring me up to date. So no, I don't. I, I am on Facebook. I couldn't even tell you. I think it's just Linda Chapman. I, I don't know. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So, we'll, don't worry, Linda. I'm I'm gonna bring you up to up to date, up to speed, uh, because we do know that social media platform uh, is a strong vehicle as we're working to grow our businesses. But we're gonna get you there. Uh, but the point of the Real to Life podcast is it's a platform so the world can learn some other dimensions about you, uh, because I believe in, in our industry, you know, they tend to put us in a box. But we have multiple layers. Like we got, we're people of many, many dimensions. So here's an opportunity, Linda, so the world can learn more about you uh, and about some of the things and hobbies and activities that you're into. So, what are some hobbies or activities that you or your family are a part of? Okay, I'm gonna say a a hobby, but it's also working towards career is interior design. I absolutely love interior design. Okay. And, and that's a part of my real estate uh, career that I'm going into now. Awesome. All right, so let's explore that a little bit. What was it that got you interested into the interior design space? I have no idea. I started doing that like 50 years ago. Oh, wow. uh, the first time I was married. <laughs> okay. um, I. I I just worked on the place we moved into, and I have been doing that ever since. Wow, you fell in love with it. So you were doing interior design prior to you getting real estate license? Oh, yeah. So, yes. how do you, so how do you see yourself incorporating the two? Like, how do you see yourself incorporating interior design with what you want to do with real estate? Okay, well, what I'm working on now is um, showing people that Okay, one, I'm working on uh, renters becoming homeowners. So showing them the benefits of that and then showing them through design that you could have the look that you want for your place. So it could have an expensive look, but very inexpensively. 
I dubbed myself the true design on a dime lady with paint and things. Okay, awesome. So uh, one of our affiliate members, Ellen, she says she would like to see some of your interior design pictures or the things that you're doing. Uh, maybe if you could put an example on Facebook. So maybe you and I can work together of uh, maybe you put some of your pictures uh, either inside of the private Facebook group that we have or just putting on your Facebook page so people could see. Actually, what I plan on doing is a room by room, uh, which will be a video and not just pictures. So it'll be a video and I'll, I'll let people know like what I paid for different things because I mean, I, phenomenal prices. Yeah. So, so you could get, you could get really good things for inexpensively. Absolutely. So what made, what made you so passionate about kind of sharing with the world that it, it doesn't have, you don't have to spend a whole bunch of money for things to look good. What makes you passionate about that? I'm, I'm just passionate for the world period. <laughs> and, and so I, I like helping people out yeah. and, and, and I get, I get flack from my family and my family, that's my two sons from them all the time. Yeah. How come you just don't sell million dollar homes? Why you always got to be the one that uh, reach out to other people? Why you, why you want to work with people that don't have money, whatever? Well, I want to, I want to change people's lives and I, I want to make, um, like I said, with, with renters, sometimes people are stuck in that. I know people that's been renting for like 20 years and, and that makes no sense whatsoever. They, they could own multiple properties in, in the time that they've been, been paying somebody else's mortgage. They could have been paying their own. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So when you're out and you're talking to, talking to your friends and talking to the people, what do, you, what do you feel is like kind of the biggest challenge that you run into with these renters and them not wanting to buy a house? Well, that's a good question. Um, I think it's more of a fear of becoming a homeowner. They think that it's a lot involved. They think that they'll have to pay a whole lot of money or, or whatever. And what I tell them is that you don't even have to buy a house. You know, if, if you don't want to go to that level, buy a condo. Mm -hmm. But you're still a homeowner, and, right. and not. So it's like you're telling them buy something, own something, right? Yes. Stop sending your landlord's kid to college. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> build some, build some legacy wealth for you. All right. So awesome. Now, in in addition to the decorating, what are some other hobbies or activities that you that you and your family are into? Well, I'm definitely into um, health. Okay. In the last um, six, seven months, I've lost 50 pounds. Wow. That's phenomenal. Do you, yeah. How, how did, and I bet you feel, I bet to, to have that off of you, like I, I can imagine how you feel. Uh, you feel different. I feel great. <laughs> I'm strong. I, I was at a, um, I'm very much involved in ministries. And one of my ministries is, um, it's a weekend retreat for females that have incarcerated loved ones. And so we're at Camp Allen. And so after the retreat, we, we clean up and whatever. And so like we're moving these beds around and they have super heavy bunk beds. Yeah. And so I pick, 
I picked up one end and this guy was like, oh my goodness, you are so strong. <laughs> and awesome. so, and, and I also find that that men are uh, kind of challenged by that and that they, they're not used to strong women. You know, they're used to the ones being strong. Oh, let me do that. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> I, got I got this brother. You probably can't even pick this up. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so, wow. So 50, so 50 pounds, you're saying over an eight, you said an eight month period? You lost 50? I don't months? think it's been eight months, maybe seven, six. Six months? Wow. All right. So yeah. what was it? I mean, I, I bet there's some people on here that's trying to lose weight. They can't lose 10 or 20 pounds. You know, what What was it that you did? Like, what was your strategy? Um, well, I, I've always been um, into health. Like in 1976, I stopped eating pork. I think that's one of the worst meats that you could eat. Uh, about 12 years ago, I was diagnosed with early onset of diabetes. I've never taken medicine. Um, and so I asked if I could beat that with diet and exercise. She said, I'll give you three months, whatever. Yeah. I read a book on, on reversing diabetes by Dr. Neil Barnard, and he suggested to stop eating meat. And so I did that. And when I went back to see her, she says, Linda, what have you been doing? Wow. And I told her, I read the book, um, stop eating meat. She said, I wish all my patients would do what you did. Your, your numbers are perfect. You don't have to monitor whatever. Wow. So, wow. so I, I don't even have aspirin in my house. Yeah. Wow. So, so you did it. You, in, in essence, it was a lifestyle change. You was like, look, I'm yeah. trying to, I don't, I don't want to take any medicine. And because of that, I need to right. make some adjustments with my lifestyle. So was it just. So, so bringing it up to date to what I just recently <laughs> lost, um, I was diagnosed last year with high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. And so I told her I don't take medicine. I did it. <laughs> but then I had to have cataract surgery on both my eyes. Mm -hmm. And so my she was my primary care physician. She would not approve that until I took the high blood pressure pills. Mm -hmm. So I, I started doing that. But immediately I went to my friend who uh, is in a company, which I'm in now, uh, that have plant-based supplements. And so I weaned myself from the high blood pressure pills, uh, taking them every other day and then every three days, once a week. And then I stopped after like a couple of weeks, yeah. continued to take the plant-based supplements and I still take them to this day. And I did not know it was going to cause me to lose 30 pounds. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I lost 30 pounds. And so then I have a cardiologist who he uh, does holistic medicine. He, he doesn't deal with the medicine either. And so the first thing he does is put you on a 30-day detox with raw fruits and vegetables. And so I did that. That caused me to lose another 20 pounds. So it was all just from, from diet. diet. So diet. Wow. Okay. So that, I mean, that, that right, that right there alone is probably going to help a lot of people. Uh, that are out here, you know, they're trying to work out, they're trying to, you know, do these weight loss um, plans and things like that. And it's a lot of times it's just the kind of food the, or, or the food that you eat, how it's being processed. Yeah. It's not even the food. And, the and you mentioned, you mentioned work out. Mm -hmm. I've never been a workout person. I, I have, I have free membership to any YMCA because I'm, I'm old and, and, and I uh, have that through AARP. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I never go. Mm -hmm. All I do is walk. I walk in the park. And I think walking is the best exercise you could possibly do, especially now during COVID, because we they have us in the house. But that's 
the wrong thing for us. We're supposed to be outside getting fresh air, getting the vitamin D from the sun, what have you. Yeah. Um, shouldn't mention this on here, but I have even sunbathed naked just to get to <laughs> vitamins and, and, and what have you. <laughs> uh, so so that, that's, that's really all you have to do. You eat the right things and you, you walk consistently and I guarantee that it, it'll change. Um, You'll be healthy. Yeah. That's good stuff, man. So that seems like you seem just as passionate about, you know, educating people from that real estate space as the same as about educating people on that health space and being- I, For sure. Absolutely. So what is it that made you, that made you become a real estate professional? You know, I, I couldn't even answer that. I became a real estate agent when I lived in Detroit. I've been living here for 29 years. Uh -huh. So so that means probably 40 years ago, I became an agent. Um, I, I just, I, I like houses. I like looking at houses. I, it goes back to the interior design thing. Yeah. I, I just like um, looking at a house and saying, oh, how I could make this into this. Right. Or I wasn't even thinking on the money side, but the money side, I ended up liking that as, as well, of course. <laughs> the money's pretty good too, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, so okay, so you were, you got a, you were licensed in Detroit. So are you still licensed in Detroit? Yes, uh, I went year before last when I went to my nephew's wedding, I ended up going to school and got my license back there again as well. Wow. Detroit is on the, um, it, it, on the comeback. And so I want to be a part of that. Be a part of the comeback. All right. So you're licensed in two states, Michigan and Texas. Yes. All right. Phenomenal. So, um, so okay. So with the with the Detroit license and the Texas license, are being licensed in two different states. What are some of the differences, or are there any differences that you can see between how people do things in Michigan versus how people do things in Texas? Because I have not gotten really active in Michigan, mm -hmm. I, I'm in the process of doing that. So I'm going back and, and forth. Uh, I can't really answer that question. Um, I don't, from what I remember before, I don't really think it's that much of a difference. And the other thing is that I want to become a, and, and I was going to ask you this when we, when we meet on Thursday about becoming, um, what do you call it for having your license all over the United States? Um, what do you mean? Because you have to get licensed like it, in each I, state. I, I, I don't want to say international license oh, because national. it's not international, but you it's... A you want to have a national license to where you right. can go all 50 states. Absolutely. Right. I would. I want. I want you to have that, right? Because I want Brooks and Davis to be all over the United States. Yes. People. We need people in different states. Like you could look. You're already licensed in Detroit. You could. You, know, you could take over us. Opening an office in Michigan. Mm -hmm. And then there's an opportunity in Tennessee. I, uh, a friend of mine. She came in yesterday, and we're going to be talking about doing business in Tennessee. She has properties there, and so that's why I really need to become a national wow. licensed person. But yeah, we definitely will. We'll, we'll definitely work towards that. That's a big deal. Huge deal, actually. All right. So one of the things that we also do during the, uh, the Real to Life podcast is, is obviously it's a, it's a platform for you to showcase some of the things that we've learned a lot about you already. Um, but we also use it as an opportunity for maybe some coaching or some, some challenges that maybe you're having. Uh, so one of the questions 
uh, I asked you was about your biggest life challenge. Uh, and you mentioned about the fear of success. So why don't you talk some more about what is like, what is that? How do you see that as a challenge, your, your, your fear of success? Well, I kind of always thought that I had a fear of success because I do too many things. I'm involved with a lot of stuff and, and I'll, to avoid something, I'll do something else. And so, so I thought it was fear of success. And, and, and I think it is, but here's what I learned. I had zero discipline in my life. And I, I'm not exaggerating about that. Uh, when we were coming up, we could do whatever we wanted to do. I, I didn't eat the stuff they ate for, for, for uh, dinner. I would go and get some potato chips and a candy bar and things like that. Mm. Uh, at, at 15, I came in at five o'clock in the morning and <laughs> I, I, I skipped school three days in a row and, and stupid up at the school and my counselor sees me and calls me up to the office and calls home. And when I get home, it's not mentioned. Wow. And, and it's so seriously, zero yeah. discipline. No discipline, no, so, no guidelines, no rules. No guidelines. And, and I encourage parents today, you, you must discipline your children because what it says in the Bible about training a child up so that they would not depart from their ways. So it's, I'm in reverse, yeah. uh, no training. And so I did not depart from that way. And so it's hard for me to be self-disciplined. Gotcha. 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 So how, when you say discipline, like what's your definition? Like when you say des, when you say discipline, what is it that you're meaning? Okay. Here, two different examples. Um, with my two sons, mm -hmm. my oldest son, I gave him a couple of spankings. He, he complied right away. He, he didn't like the spankings. Um, and so all I had to do was give him the look, <laughs> you know, I gave him the look. He's, he stopped whatever he was doing. My youngest son, I don't know if you are into astrology, whatever, but he's stubborn towards the bull I, and, and I whipped him and whipped him and whipped him and, and found out it didn't do any good. So I had to go to another strategy, make him write 50,000 times or, you know, something like that. Yeah. And so you, you have to really know your child. And, and know what's the best way to discipline them, but you must discipline. <laughs> but what it sounds like you're saying, Linda, is, is that discipline is really about what's the, what's the technique that you use to achieve a certain result, right? So with your oldest, I mean, with your, uh, your oldest son, you would use the, the spanking because there was a result you were trying to achieve. You were trying to get him to do something. Maybe he was doing it, he wasn't doing it, but the spanking was the vehicle that you used. And then with the youngest son, you couldn't, you know, there were these results you wanted. You was doing the spanking, but that still wasn't getting you the result. So you had to adjust. So with you now in your personal life, there are these results that you're wanting, but you're not able to get these results. And you haven't quite figured out what is that disciplinary technique or strategy for you personally so you can achieve those results. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yes. Um, it. Okay, I'll be 70 on my next birthday. Mm -hmm. It did not really dawn on me until, until like last year, my youngest son made a comment about him not getting support, whatever. And my youngest son, who, who 
who was hard to discipline, is in prison and he's been there for 26 years. Wow. wow. Yeah. But anyway, when he said that, it made me think about myself. And then that's when I really realized I had no discipline. I, and so I'm, I'm, once I realized that, then it made a change for me in my life in that now I'm seeking ways in which will help me to become disciplined truly disciplined yes Absolutely. and so already you guys i'm working with michael <laughs> we're, gonna get it, uh, we're gonna get it right uh, <laughs> because i think one of the one of the one of the things that we talked about in our last session i think was about becoming clear on what it is that you actually want like what what are the results that you trying to achieve like with your kids you knew what you wanted them to do right hey look i want you to stop you know you know, clean your room, or I want you to do your homework, or I want you, like, you were clear on, this is the result that I'm trying to get. Well, for you, before we can even begin to talk about the techniques or the strategies that we're going to use as it relates to the discipline, we got to first know, what is it that Linda wants? Like, what are the results that Linda wants? Um, so, you know, we, we've already kind of begun that journey. And, you know, as we continue to move forward in that space, um, I'm with you. I don't necessarily think it's that you're afraid of success. You just don't know how to get there yet. Right. And, and, you know, and as we continue to work together to achieve these particular results, because even with saying fear of success, one of the things that you've probably never done, because most of us never, we didn't do it. You got to define what success is for you, because there is no one definition of success that covers us all. You know, at the end of the day, we're all looking to have happy, fulfilled, driven lives. Um, but that mean that all looks different and means different for everybody, right? You know, what makes you happy is different from what makes me happy. What makes exactly. you what makes you feel fulfilled is different from what makes me feel fulfilled. You know, what what drives you is different from what drives me. So we got to define it for you as an individual, and then we begin to put our you know create our game plan of how we're gonna achieve those particular results. So I'm happy for you. And what I can say, and I'm pretty sure everybody else agrees with me, uh, man, I wish when, I, when I'm when i about to turn 70, I look like you. So I mean, you, whatever, whatever, well, you already, you didn't already given us the secret. So we just need to, uh, to apply the secret that you've already given us, all right? All right, so probably got about three or four minutes left. Um, what, what, is there anything else that you feel like we should know about you? I've been married three times. Uh, my last divorce was like 21 years ago. Okay. I told God that I'm not gonna do this again unless yeah. I know it's from him. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so far, but out of that comes a I, I wish women could really get this understanding that you don't have to have a man in your life. Mm -hmm. Out of that, I got where I'm good by myself, but I've always been alone, so easy yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, but you, you, you elevate yourself. You don't, you don't, you don't take things that you would normally take when you feel like you just have to have a man in your life. Right, 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 right. So what it sounds like you're saying is, is that you don't have to be dependent, right? 
that it, it shouldn't, it should never be dependent and it really should never be independent, right? Because we're humans, we all need we all need some level of connection. It's interdependent, right? Meaning yeah. I can depend on you, you depend on me, we need each other, right? Yeah. So I agree with you 100 And you should be seeking somebody that's, and, and I don't I don't really mean seek because like I said, I'm waiting, mm -hmm. um, but that's compatible, that you are, you are headed towards the same goals and things like that. And, and not that, oh, I love black men, whatever, you know, yeah. not that the appearance or anything like that. Right. It, it should be based on, on the two of you uh, really meshing together and exploding. Yeah, no, I like that word compatible, that compatible. In essence, you're looking for that partner, partnership exactly that where you guys can do some things together all right well look last thing before we shut it down one of the things that you said as, as it relates to your real estate career is a challenge was getting out there and doing the work right so what what do you see is the work that you need to be doing that you're not doing that maybe others are doing and they're finding success in real estate what is that work Oh, well, right now, for sure, I have to get organized. I, my my office is the only thing in my house is not organized. Right. Uh, I, I keep an organized house, uh, but you have to be organized in your paperwork and all of that in order to, to really succeed. Okay, so organization, so getting organized, that's a part of the work. What else? What else do you see as doing the work for your career in real estate? Well, because of what I'm, because of what I'm going into making, making um, renters into owners, is is doing the um, advertising. Okay. So I, I need to find out what's my best method to get to the renters to put them into programs because there's programs out there that I plan on sending them to, such as the NAC. I don't know if you all know about the NACA program. Mm -hmm. But that's a real good program that you can get into with no money down, no closing costs, your interest less than the market. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I would like to steer them to that. And, and then and then I, I plan to have the um, properties available. So you work in both sides. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're creating the buyers and then you have the property ready for when they finish ready to the buy they're working on so you want to have both relationships right you want to have the the buyer but then you also want to have the the seller or the pro or the uh the inventory we'll say that right so you want to have the right. inventory of both you want to have the inventory of the buyers and you're creating them right you're you're transforming the renter into the buyer so you're creating that product uh, and then you just go out there and you build the relationship so you on and your list of inventory available inventory that yes. the buyers could choose from. All right, no, that, that sounds like that's gonna be phenomenal. And uh, I'm very excited about helping work with you uh, to make that happen, all right? I'm excited too. <laughs> all right, so is there anything else um, that, that, that we can talk about, that we can help you with, any questions or anything before we wrap things up? Mm. We covered it I, I can't think of anything. <laughs> well, well, I definitely appreciate you uh, for being our guest. It was a it was another great interview. I love doing these interviews because I love people's story. I love learning, uh, and I learned a lot as well as I know a, a people that were looking at it 
on here, as well as people that are going to see it at some point in the future, because we're recording it, are going to learn a lot of things from what you spoke about today. Uh, we already have some of the agents saying that they really enjoyed the meeting and they really enjoyed the information that you gave. So I, Great. from the bottom of my heart, I want to sincerely say thank you for being with us today. Okay, Linda? Okay, I do have a plug. Right. Another business that, that uh, I've done before and I'm getting ready to start back up is the plant business. Okay. And so I'm marketing real estate agents for the perfect closing gift because what better gift to give a new homeowner but new life for their home and plants actually give out oxygen and so it really is life okay so where, where can they go to find out more about like you have a website you have a like where not, can, yet. not yet <laughs> that's right. one of the things that i'm so working coming on. soon so coming yeah, soon, coming soon. Coming yeah. soon all right awesome yeah. awesome all right linda well thank you so much all right so let me go ahead and wrap the show up um so that was our guest, Ms. Linda Chapman, a realtor and interior decorator. We're so glad to have her on board and we learned so much about her. Again, if you're checking this out uh, and you're with a brokerage firm and you feel like the kind of coaching and nurturing uh, that we offer at Brooks and Davis is something that you want to learn more about, then I encourage you to go to the link, schedule an online or in-person company introduction. Uh, you can definitely learn more about uh, what we have to offer at Brooks and Davis. Uh, if you're not already, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you'll be notified. We add about two to three videos per week on our YouTube channel. All of our trainings on the YouTube channel. Uh, now we're adding the study halls. They're going to be on the YouTube channel. So subscribe uh, so you'll be notified. Uh, and then our Facebook business page. In about an hour or so, we're going to be going live with our Mastermind Through Tough Times. So follow the page so you'll see when we go live. As well as uh, all of our events, you'll you'll be able to definitely stay in the loop with everything that we have going on. So uh, follow that. And then um, again, another week filled of events. Like I said, we're going to go live right now in about an hour through our mass mile through tough times. Um, we have our insurance, uh, our insurance training on Wednesday, take advantage of that our orientation uh, for our newer agents. We're going to be doing that tomorrow as well. Uh, we got our study hall on Thursday. We're releasing our newest episode of the Real to Life podcast. And then on Mondays, we're doing Monday, Life, Monday Nights with Mike. With that being said, I uh, had another great show, another great meeting, uh, another great interview. Um, I am your host, Michael G. Davis, broker, CEO. This has been the Real to Life podcast. Looking forward to coaching you into the cosmos. Everybody have a great week. We'll be talking to you soon. All right, y'all have a good one.
three, one, two, three. Welcome to another episode of the Real to Life podcast. I'm your host, Michael G. Davis, 